Welcome to Eat This Scroll. This is Jamie Harms, and this is a USC podcast where we get together, and twice a week we talk about things we're chewing on God's Word. And so today I have an extra special treat for you, as usually I am the one being interviewed by Chris, but today I get to interview Chris. So hello, Chris. Hello, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) You are most welcome. (laughs) Um, So what have you been chewing on in God's Word? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I been chewing on? So I think we're all probably really familiar mm-hmm. with the first three chapters of Genesis yes. to some degree. You know, we all have the picture books that, you know, the bi- picture Bibles that all include little pictures and they got fig leaves and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and, and so I think we can always have this temptation of, I'm familiar with this story. So and let's just get rush over it. by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of working my way really slowly through this interaction right after Eve has eaten the apple. Okay. And um, just to catch everyone up to speed, Eve uh, is in the garden. Adam is with her. The serpent who's crafty among all the creatures, God's created things. He comes up and he um, tempts Eve into disobeying God. And uh, so I'm reading through that. So I'll start by reading the text and then just ask a couple questions and kind of we'll we'll work our way through it. But any any chance you have to jump in here. Jump in, because otherwise my mouth runneth over. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll interject when, when need be. <laughs> um, so we are in uh, Genesis 3, mm-hmm. and we are, uh, I'll just start at 8. Okay. So God has um, come back to the garden. Obviously, he's, he's omnipotent or omni- omnipresent, but he has... Um, Come and he's calling out, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Mm-hmm. But the Lord God called out to man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Um, I was trying to figure out what has, what is the, like the, the nuts and bolts of what has occurred here relationally. Okay. Um, in between, uh, specifically Adam and Eve, because we all know from a Christian worldview that we all mm-hmm. suffer from the fall. We suffer from um, inherited and uh, uh, active sin in our lives mm-hmm. through Adam. And we all suffer a broken relationship with our creator and with yes. each other. Mm-hmm. Those are, are relatively universal in understanding. But... What what does it mean that we have a broken relationship with each other? And what are some of the mechanics at work here? So I was looking at this and trying to figure out th- this question. And I'm looking at Adam's response. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll back up just real quick, because I think this is important. Um, when the serpent came... He subverted the authority and the created order God had established. Yes. He went to Eve, not to Adam. Indeed. And he um, made her question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, question God God's authority. Say? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't even rightly represent 
what God said. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we have this, this idea of authority kind of established in God's created order. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, pre-sin, God had created a, a dynamic between man and woman that was healthy mm-hmm. and good, et cetera, et cetera. Serpent comes in and starts to subvert this, goes to the woman. And Adam is there. He's mm-hmm. present. He's not unawares of what's happening. And so he's he's in a way delegating this authority mm-hmm. and not stepping into the responsibility that he had for Eve mm-hmm. and for God, his creator. And so, so they sin and mm-hmm. they, they break union. And what was interesting to me was seeing the immediate response they have to God when he comes and asks them. Mm-hmm. Adam, God comes in the created order he established. He speaks to Adam first and he says, what have you done? Did you eat the tree? Who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. Adam's response is really interesting to me because he says three different things mm-hmm. bef- was- before he <laughs> takes responsibility. He says, no, no, no. Because I was naked at him myself. How do you know you're naked? Have you eaten? He says, the woman, uh, so that's number one, that you, that's number two, gave me, gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. That's number three. Adam has placed himself three layers or two layers away from the mm-hmm. responsibility, his authority demands Mm -hmm. becomes this big blame game all the way down starting with Adam. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. And Eve is a little better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eve says the serpent and I ate. Mm -hmm. So she's, you know, she's one step closer. She has a little bit less wiggle room. (laughs) Fewer people to blame. (laughs) Right. And what's amazing. And this is pure speculation. Mm -hmm. Um, she may have to some degree had a leg to stand on to say, Adam stood there and did nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I ate. So we see Adam blaming somebody who in the created order wasn't in that level of maybe responsibility or representation. And then you see Eve not reciprocate in a sense, which is just interesting to observe. But I was trying to figure out like, what is the issue here? The issue is that, um, is that mankind was made as agents okay, with dominion and authority. They stood independent, um, not, not in isolation from God there. They were completely contingent beings on mm-hmm. God and his sustaining abilities, but they had a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like the buck stopped with them to some degree. They were representatives. Well, they were given that authority earlier in right. Genesis to be that to the whole world. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's this I- idea that um, the first thing that's undermined here is authority. And what I thought was unique was that the serpent doesn't try to lure them away to follow him mm-hmm. explicitly. He does it mm-hmm. much more creatively. He lures them away to follow their own desires mm-hmm. um, and appeals to them being like God. Again, usurping authority. Yes. Giving them authority. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And thinking just in in the context of our relationships here in modern day, um, how does this play out? This idea of authority, relegation, personal responsibility, mm-hmm. because that's that's the first sign of relational 
decay that we see in Genesis is, no, 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 this isn't my fault. This is your fault. Um, When in reality, Adam should have stood as representative and said, this is what I did. I ate, I did these things. I mean, he shouldn't have done any of that to begin with, but (laughs) given how the cards fell. um, And so I I was just trying to think practically, Mm -hmm. um, what does this look like in my life? What does this look like in other people's lives? And there's no doubt that this idea of authority is something that we, is intrinsically connected to responsibility, Okay, And so we see the authority challenged and subverted here in Genesis and then responsibility immediately. They're trying to distance themselves from this responsibility mm-hmm. and um, subject themselves underneath other people, almost as a barrier of why they shouldn't be able to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I've heard similar adages of, you know, letting, uh, holding on to her is like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies and mm-hmm. ideas like that. Um, and it, in my mind, it rang true as a sense of authority that we've subjugated ourselves to in order to remove ourselves from responsibility. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, a modern day example. Yeah. So let me give you an example. Um, when I come home and I have a bad attitude, okay. um, it's usually because I I stepped on something mm-hmm. and the kids shouldn't have left it there and it's their fault. <laughs> and now it's their fault that I have a bad attitude and it's mm-hmm. their fault I'm yelling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whoa, wait a minute. Like, yep. but what I've done is I've subjected myself under authority that says I'm not at fault here. It's actually all these different layers and it's somebody else who's to blame mm-hmm. because I ultimately am not, I don't have personal agency I've removed myself from that, which means I'm removing myself from the responsibility mm-hmm. to own my own stuff. So, um, you know, I'm a husband mm-hmm. and I love my wife, my family very, very much. And it's so easy to look at your spouse and something they did irritates you. And then you have a bad attitude mm-hmm. and you're like, but this is your fault. <laughs> We, we are no better than Adam and Eve in that we no. like to play that blame game and shift that responsibility. We like the authority when it goes well for us. Yeah. But then as soon as it doesn't, we want to hand that responsibility mm-hmm. off to somebody else. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that, to me, when I think of um, authority, agency, standing firm, mm-hmm. I think of somebody who owns their stuff, who is not tossed to and fro by the waves, Um somebody who is stable because they're standing on a firm foundation and our authority is designed to be God. Explain that a little more. How is our authority designed to be God? uh, The God as the object of our authority. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Phrasing on that could have been better. Yeah. um, As far as lock to key, God Mm -hmm. is the key, you know, for the lock of our hearts to, um, he's, he is the one who has made that God shaped hole in us. And in order for that to flourish, we, we're, we're constantly being sold somebody else to be in charge of us mm-hmm. all day long. The news, stress, um, relationships, a work relationship, a boss that gets on our nerves, all these things are, they are viciously coming after us to have power mm-hmm. and authority over us. And, um, sometimes that serves us. We mm-hmm. allow ourselves to ruminate in 
and pity and anger and frustration. And there's a catharsis in there. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, we have to stand. We will all stand before the Lord Mm -hmm. on the day of judgment. Um, We have to stand as agents who have been given a sense of authority. This as Chris, this is what I expect of you, Mm -hmm. not you. And not you plus these circumstances, but what are you going to do personally mm-hmm. in response to the hardships of life or temptations or whatever they are? Um, and my desire is to get as far away from that as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes. I, it reminds me of a phrase that we use in our household that it's your response is your responsibility. <laughs> you know, And so what I'm hearing as, as you're explaining this is that we have essentially authority over our responses. Mm-hmm. And so whatever God has called us to do, we are responsible for that. Is there, um, how are we to respond to authority that God has put over us? Oh, that's a good question. Because it's easy. I, we've, we've talked a little bit about the, if we have authority and we screw something up, we want to blame other people for mm-hmm. that. But we're all not always in a position of authority. God has mm-hmm. put authority over us. Totally. How, how do we, how does that fit in with this relational dynamic that you're seeing? Yeah. Genesis three. Well, yeah, that's a great question because our authority is not autonomous. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, is contingent, like I said before. And so it's contingent on God okay. and his word and instruction. And um, if that be the case, then whatever God says goes Yes, and we're bound to that. And so concerning authority in our lives, um, scripture has numerous things to say, all that I'll vaguely quote without addresses, (laughs) but you can Google them, Um, you know, that we are within context and an approximate, how do I say this well? Um, In general, Mm -hmm. we're to honor our government, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There are plenty of examples where whether we like it or not, preferentially, mm-hmm. uh, we are to honor them. Now, obviously we can't participate in sin. Mm-hmm. That would be a violation of God's other instructions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, same can be said about specific types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, servant master, you know, we would probably equate that to boss employee, mm-hmm. um, husband and wife. There's an authority that is built there. And, uh, pastor elder mm-hmm. is another mm-hmm. great example. Yeah. Um, parents, <laughs> you know, is the first commandment <laughs> mm-hmm. to have a promise, obey your father and mother. So it'll go well with you. But it, and, and they, those people, um, I think will garner in certain circumstances, an extra measure of scrutiny mm-hmm. on how they exercise that authority over us. Mm-hmm. However, we are still responsible for our own actions and having, um, discipline or mastery over our, our desires, which comes through the regenerative work of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just an exercise of willpower that says, well, I'm not going to feel anything and I'm not, you know, I'm going to be a stoic. Um, (laughs) Stoicism being this idea that we, you know, water off the duck's back, um, nothing affects us. We're, we're kind of emotionally Mm -hmm. removed from that. But um, so as as it pertains to authority in our lives, we can find comfort knowing that God being the ultimate authority is a righteous judge. Um, But that means that he will judge me righteously Mm -hmm. as much as he will judge the next guy. Exactly. (laughs) Who's Mm -hmm. in charge of me. (laughs) Sometimes we're tempted to, uh, like the the parable in Matthew, to pull out the 
expect from somebody's eye before we do the plank on our own. Right. So it does come back to the authority of, Lord, you have to start with me and then give me that humility to yeah. approach somebody else who might be in. Yeah. And <laughs> part of that, as far as I can have, have deduced, is that um, in order for that authority to, I think, be exercised in the right context, mm-hmm. it has to be partnered with responsibility. Mm-hmm. If we want to exercise authority without a sense of responsibility, before we know it, we will we'll either be a tyrant mm-hmm. or we'll have no one around. Mm-hmm. Because people don't want to be around somebody who's who's um, not good mm-hmm. um, or unpredictable and will not take any responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Or people who are domineering and jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't want to be around those people. So that is really how I've seen, okay, w- th- this text in light of my life is, all right, what what have I said? You know, two tickets to Chris Moore's, you know, control center. You're in charge here. You have authority over me. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing what affects my heart and what I don't want to take responsibility has been informative for mm-hmm. what has authority in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, what have I allowed something in mission to, to start to influence things? And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I see that most commonly um, certainly at home because I, w- I want to be a good dad. I want to exactly. be a good husband. You know, and when I'm a grumpy well, and punk. you have authority <laughs> right. there, you know, and so that's an easy place for us to start as parents mm-hmm. because we have been given authority yeah. through scripture in those areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 that's absolutely true. And so, you know, the, I don't want to do, I don't want to have a bad attitude or be domineering in any area of my life, but certainly least of all at home mm-hmm. with my wife who I should be loving as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and sacrificing and being gentle with. And my, you know, three little girls, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> can you think of just any more representation of like little porcelain dolls that are beautiful and sweet and you need to take really good care mm-hmm. of? I certainly can't. So yeah, just in connecting uh, th- the fall in relationship to interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships and Adam and Eve's desire to um, kind of subjugate themselves underneath someone else. Say, no, no, this was so-and-so's fault. No, no, this was your fault, God, or or this is a serpent's fault. Um, at the end of the day, I think that in order to exercise the authority that God's given us in subjection to God mm-hmm. himself, we have to be willing to take responsibility, remove all the mm-hmm. barriers and so, and not make excuses for the actions that we're mm-hmm. we're taking part in. Mm-hmm. So, for our listeners, w- summarize what the take home might be yeah. for them. What would you want them to do as they're looking at maybe authority in their own life? Mm-hmm. Good question. I would really consider: Are you somebody who believes they have agency in their life? in a way that it pertains to you, the individual? Mm-hmm. Or are you a victim of circumstance, somebody else, you stubbed your toe, all of these things. Um, and consider that at the end of the day, God has um, charged us individually to live in righteousness and everything else is desperately trying to get us to give it authority that will shape our hearts, our affections, mm-hmm. our attitudes, and our desires. And so think about... Um, areas that you might make excuses for yourself and blame somebody else or something else that empowers you to have a bad attitude, Mm -hmm. make poor choices. Um, 
And I want, I would really encourage people to consider the fact that there is freedom in Christ, mm-hmm. that his yoke is easy and his burden mm-hmm. is light. And the burdens that we are carrying on a daily basis are crushing us and mm-hmm. they don't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as you've mentioned, there's so much that we can allow to tra- transform and shape us, which is kind of how yeah. I'm seeing this authority. You know, we give it authority to change us. So who are we allowing to, to do yeah. that? Are we trying to change ourselves or are we allowing God to do that yep. in our own heart? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because otherwise, yeah. we're just doing the same game that Adam and Eve did. Exactly. You can be like God, you know, exactly. um, and have that have that kind of power. So, yeah, that would be my encouragement is mm-hmm. is really see your life through the lens of um, somebody who's subject to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords mm-hmm. and the Creator and um, put everything else in context. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you have responsibility over? What, how are you using your authority? Yeah, for others to flourish mm-hmm. or for your own purposes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much, Chris. It's been so much fun to switch seats with you today yes. <laughs> to hear what you've been thinking and what you have been learning. So yeah. Thank you. thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking the time to interview me and <laughs> sit through my ramblings of a madman. So. I love it. I mean, that's what this the podcast is, is. What are we thinking and what are we chewing? So yeah. I think that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. And uh, listener, we will get you guys on the next one. Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. Disciples.